Hey everyone, this is Rob. And Michelle. And welcome to Boon Bape, your weekly podcast on everything you need to know about old school RuneScape. All right, so this week up on the do wop it, we have <laughs> our account progress as always. So we'll be giving you an update on that, what's been going on there. Heck yeah. And then we'll be moving right into the Tomb of a Masket rewards uh, kind of like feedback and response. They actually had quite a few changes that went on from what we talked about last week. So we'll be going over that, seeing what they ended up changing, what they're thinking about changing, and what they thought was a good or bad idea. Great. And then we have the actual update for this week. It's actually a pretty good update if you are a GIM. So Ooh. some pretty, you know, actually, yeah, big changes. So oh. <laughs> that'll, be, that'll be pretty nice. And then we have the final thing we're going to be talking about, which is going to be the Gelnor Gazette. So, oh, there was another one. They're still continuing. Yeah, it. Wow, they're still going them. on. Good for them. Going strong, honestly, for a few months now. So <laughs> We have such low standards. We're like, wow, three months? They're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> So we'll be taking a look at the Gilnor Gazette, which does cover a lot of what has happened over the last few months, the beginning of the year, and how they're going to continue into the rest of the year and what their plans and roadmap is for the rest of that. But we are also, of course, as always, going to be finishing with a few questions. I think we have three questions oh, this week. Three questions. Yeah. So if you do want to get included in the podcast, make sure to send your questions over to any of our social medias, which is going to be Boonbape pretty much everywhere except for Twitter, which is Boonbape OSRS. Yep. Or you guys got Discord, stream, email, whatever you want. Yeah. But with that being said, Michelle, how's it going? Very well, I would say. Psych, not that well. I still haven't gotten the Dark Claw. Wow, you really fooled me there. Because it felt really well until I remembered what my goal is and I haven't met it yet. Oh, okay. So just to... Just well, how many KC do you have? A little refresher. It's a 1 out of 25 drop. I have 29 kills now. Oh, wow. Still no Dark Claw. I'm Huge. the driest anyone's ever been for the Dark Claw. Oh, of course. You're mm -hmm. the driest anyone's ever been in RuneScape, probably. I mean, probably. That and my Tangle Root combined, Yes. Yeah. Still no Tango Root, everyone. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, definitely the driest of all time. Dude, 35.1 mil farming XP. You know, some people don't get it till 200 mil, so. It should be, okay, I will die on this hill that if you reach 200 mil of any skill, you should get the scaling pet. Just immediately. This is not even a hot take. This is a thing that should be, yeah, if you reach 200 mil, you literally can't even track it after that. Well, yeah, you can't even track it. But, I mean, there is, like, you do get, like, a significantly higher chance to get it. Stop defending Jagex and just agree. It doesn't make sense. I mean, I don't really carry the way, but. Yeah, because you don't have 35 million farming and you're scared that you'll get to 200 and not get it yet. No, I just, I have pets. I don't need more. I don't even really bring them around with me anyways. Well, we're going to now because all the pet things passed. Oh, yeah, because the pet changes passed in full 76. I don't know if they're already implemented in game or not. No, no, no. Okay. Definitely not. So don't take your pet everywhere yet. Yeah, don't take your pet everywhere. <laughs> your pet. <laughs> but yeah, I've just been working on Slayer still. I got to 94 Slayer, which is nice. Nice. That's actually really high. I know. Big gains, big gains. And then I, let's see. I was doing Slayer. I did a little bit of Volcano last week, but not as much this week, I'd say. But... Yeah, mostly, mostly just been doing Slayer and like having a lot of fun with it. I'm really enjoying Slayer. Not enjoying all the aberrant specter tasks I've been getting, but that's fine. That's good. And I've done a lot of clue scrolls recently. I'm up to 234 hard clue scrolls because I've been <laughs> aberrant specters and hellhounds drop a lot of clue scrolls. Yeah, they sure do. Yesterday, I was like just doing some AFK Slayer like throughout the day before streaming, and I was just gonna open up the caskets on stream, and I had like six caskets to open. <laughs> It was a lot, but I enjoyed it. I didn't get anything cool at all. 
Well, I mean, I bet if I, I opened it fun. not on stream, I would have gotten some crazy stuff. If you opened it not on stream, that's like six third age pieces. Dude, I'm like so scared to do farming runs not on stream in case I get tangle root. But I guess I could do it while we're recording, and that would be similar, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I guess kind of. want to get a real life hype, but it wouldn't be the same. Yeah, it really wouldn't. So that sucks. I feel like I can't do farming runs. Just and record then I don't every do the... farming run. I should just in case, right? And then you'll still never get it. And then the one day I accidentally misclick a tree to check it while not recording, it's like, oh, you have the bay. Yeah, or you just do something you don't think will actually. <laughs> oh, like an herb. Yeah, give you any experience or anything I'm like that. I'm the first person to get one from Tithe Farm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yay. But I know I've been I've been having a lot of fun this week just doing Slayer. And yesterday I played Barbarian Assault with a couple people. Shout out Zancudo and Wraith. That was a lot of fun. Shout out. I've said this before, but I love Barbarian Assault. I think it's so much fun. Like one of my favorite mini games for sure. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Didn't get the pet again though. It's crazy. Oh yeah, the actual rarest pet in the game. Is it really? Yeah. Well, okay. Well, I didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's one grind that I actually wouldn't mind. Unless I thought of it as a pet grind, then I'd mind yeah, it. Yeah, I was like, I think you would probably mind after a few thousand like runs of barbarian assault yeah i think it's fun but if i thought of it as a pet grind i think if i think of anything as a grind it ruins it yeah <laughs> if we just think of it as doing something for a little while then it's then it's fun. not as bad yeah i can't think about the hyrule aspect of it then but i do i do love some ba i must say yeah um let me think other than that oh big gains in animal crossing actually Okay. So I finally just finished my my critterpedia and my museum for the bugs, fish, and sea creatures. Oh, okay, cool. And I've never time skipped in this game at all. So I actually feel like this is such a flex because we got this game on July 1st last year and it took me until March 1st to finish it out. Dang. It was that, great. It's actually forever. Yeah, I know, right? So fishing and bugs, I only had one of each that each arrived in March, and it sucked because neither of them had anything new for the entirety of January or February. So Dang. for two months, I wasn't able to get anything new. Yeah, because you have to wait in that game to get like new stuff, right? Yeah, it, they're like very seasonal. They like mimic real life. So since we're in the Northern Hemisphere, it'll be like, all right, well, this fish shows up in spring and leaves in fall and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. And sea creatures, I had two more sea creatures that were available, so... They should do that in RuneScape. My god, is this game not already taking forever? <laughs> no, they, not like stuff that would progress your account, but like chase items or something like that. I think that'd be cool. How do you mean chase items? Like, I don't know, maybe there's like a really cool fashionscape that you can only get during like spring doing like a certain... Like killing a certain boss and the boss will like change to spring themed or something like that. Well, it's kind of like the holiday events, right? No, it is. But holiday events, there's no like prestige in it. It's just like, oh, you happen to be there. That's true. So you'd have to work for it too. Yeah. So it'd kind be of like, like how you have to fish, but it wouldn't be, be too cool hard. If there was like, yeah, I don't know, like the maybe a boss became like winter themed or something. Yeah. And if you killed them, you could like hunt a certain maybe like a certain pet or a certain fashion drop mm -hmm. from this mob but only in the winter so it'd be like the king black dragon with the hats except for that's his own separate pet yeah but they, <laughs> it would be like more serious of a like a, Not just a hat. of an overhaul <laughs> where like it would be the kbd would turn into like uh like kbd frost edition and they would be it would be like all blue kind of like vorkath Ooh. or something like that i don't that'd know that'd be dope i think 
I don't know if that would be actually cool, but just like thinking about it for a second. I don't know if cool. it would work, but now I suddenly think that there should be uh, skin recolors for KBD. I guess it doesn't make sense because it's King Black Dragon. Yeah. But maybe you could add like some flecks of color on it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I was, I think that'd be cool in concept. I don't know how well it would actually work, but yeah. I think like if like during the summer, one of the mobs became like lava themed or something and would drop like a that'd flame so variant cool. of their pet. That'd be dope. Because, I mean, it'd be cool because then they could obviously still farm it normally. But if you happen mm-hmm. to be farming it during the summer and get lucky, then you could have, like, the, you know, summer variant of the pet. That'd be super sick. They'd have yeah. to make it less rare, though. Maybe. No, maybe. Because, I mean, it would be, like, a super rare thing. So oh, okay. Maybe it would just be, like, a skin for the pet for people that already grinded the pet. Mm-hmm. And then you could, like, add it on top of it. That'd be sick. Yeah, that, I don't Jagex, know. Jagex, are you listening? It sounds pretty cool. But, like I said, in practicality. I don't practicality, know who it actually work or how it actually work. Yeah, in practicality, I don't know how well that would actually incentivize people to do stuff, but... I like the idea of it, though. Yeah. Um, That's... Oh, actually, I do have some other updates. Okay, what is it? It has been a roller coaster this week, let me tell you. So, I had a friend in town last week. That was fun. I wasn't really doing much Boon Babe things because of that. Yeah. So, it's been, like, a really weird week. But whenever I did do Boon Babe things, during one of my streams, I upset a PKer... And they paid oh, yeah. somebody to go and blast my full name on Discord and Twitch and post a bunch of like racist things on Discord to try and get it deleted. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was we- because and it wasn't like I was like super rude to this PK here. They were killing me and someone else was there and they're like, oh, you're getting PK. And I was like, oh, well, yeah, I'm just trying to eat all my food first because I didn't want I don't know. I didn't want to go back there and get my food and stuff. So I was like, whatever. And then. The person, the PK is like STFU, you know what that means. <laughs> we yeah. don't swear in this, but uh, yeah, then I'm pretty sure that that's that they paid somebody to come and harass me. I mean, I don't know who else would pay somebody to do it, but it is confirmed that that person was paid. Someone in our chat was able to figure that out. Yeah. It was so weird. It was the most mild joke I ever made to a PK <clears throat> and it pissed them off so much. Yeah, if I don't know if there's any more reason to dislike the PK community, then uh, I like, mean, there's I defended one more. you guys, and now I'm like, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of not funny at all. <laughs> it was awful, actually. Yeah, at first it like freaked me out and made me want to cry, and then I had to like chill myself out and be like, actually, it would be extraordinarily easy to figure out my first and last name. I've thought about it before, and I'm just like. If people find it out, whatever. It's not like it's a secret. I just would rather not advertise it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it, I think what was really freaking me out was them posting so much in the Discord. So now we have like slow-mo enabled and stuff. Uh, yeah, we had to take a little bit more precautions in case someone randomly decides to start, you know, just being a nuisance. Yeah, being a racist nuisance. <laughs> yeah, that too. It was brutal um that uh, was just apparently because- they're also on top of trying to get us banned we're trying to get you into voice chat so they could just yell the n-word over and yeah, over again so then they could report my twitch yeah it was crazy and i i felt like it was a weird thing like i felt suspect because they showed up immediately said discord but then like i asked how they were and they answered like normal so i was like okay maybe they're chill but then they just kept saying like you want to voice chat can you voice chat and i i thought that was weird 
And I actually will voice chat with people, which is funny. Like, if we're doing, like, raids or something, I'll voice chat. But I played it off, and I was like, oh, no, I've done it in the past, and, like, it's too distracting. I don't really want to right now. And then they kept trying to convince me. And then once I really insisted, like, no, I'm not doing voice chat, that's when they started just saying my name. And I was like, bro. Yeah. (laughs) It was so weird. Yeah, it was definitely really weird. And it was great, though, because right before that, we were talking in the chat about how we could – we were so grateful that we weren't in a toxic chat. And it was perfect timing for that. Yeah, that's that's really weird. I literally watched the clip back because I was like, when, like, how long after that PK or did they show up? And it was so funny because right before they showed up, someone in the chat said like, yeah, I'm just so glad that this chat isn't toxic like other ones. That's so weird. And then they show up, most toxic person I've ever met in this game. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's unfortunate that those communities exist. There's like actually several communities that will do stuff like that for not even very much money at all. It was mega weird to me. And the fact that they were willing to say like racist stuff, I'm like, what kind of person are you where for money you would do that? That's awful. Yeah, it was definitely really weird. It was so weird. It was also like not even like, yeah, I don't know. It's just like super random because the person that did it is just like this random chick from Australia. New Zealand. Or We don't know who paid her either. Yeah. Either way, it, it, was, just, <laughs> it was just super random. Yeah. And in a weird turn of events, someone from our chat joined the PKing group. And I guess she got kicked out of the PKing group. And he's like low-key trying to figure out who paid her, but also at the same time is now just a PK. <laughs> It's been it's been a wild ride. Yeah, I don't know. It was definitely a really weird series of events. Yeah, so watch out for PKers. If you make jokes about eating all your food, you might just piss off the wrong person. Yeah. It I was so the most mild thing ever to say. It, it was really, really weird. And also just like makes me not want to go to the wilderness <laughs> ever again. I know, I was just doing a clue scroll. I had nothing. And I'm like, what? It felt like some sociopath stuff. I'm like, did you want me to like beg for my virtual life or something? Like, yeah, I don't I'm know. just going to eat my stuff and die. I feel like one of those memes where it's like, uh, like the wilderness is the most toxic community I've ever been a part of. <laughs> Changed my mind. Yeah, honestly. Like, actually. I didn't think it was that bad. I heard stories about it, was bad, about it being bad, but I was like, oh, maybe people like are just exaggerating. No, it's really bad. Yeah, like at most in any other game because I've PvP'd in literally every other game except for RS and it's because of like the stuff I hear about what happens in the PKing community and I've never had any like toxicity in other PvP games besides like the usual casual like oh like I don't know I had like sex with your mom or something like that it's just like the casual <laughs> stupid insults or something like that so you've never had somebody figure out your full name and try to get your accounts deleted no like people <laughs> have never in my life ever tried to like dox me or anything even when I was playing games like a long time ago and I would say like crazier stuff yeah like no one ever went to that extent but because it's like they actually realize it's a game it's like low-key fairly common in the pvp community from what i understand and from what i've seen which sucks i'm like why are you guys taking it so seriously yeah so strange i I don't know it's really weird maybe it's because there's like real money involved i don't know but it's it's like a really weird like just ecosystem that the pvp community is the fact that there's real money involved actually annoyed me more because i was like i'm streaming trying to have wholesome fun to make money and you're getting paid to just be a racist harasser online (laughs) yeah like this is weird feels like this is this is wrong but uh 
Yeah. And then I, I got kind of freaked out the next day because Robert reminded me that swatting is a thing. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> but yeah, it definitely is. Yeah. So we just turned off the Discord link for a couple of days. And yeah, now it's back open. We don't have the command open, though. So they have to scroll down on our page to see the Discord, which honestly, I don't think anyone scrolls down on our Twitch page. So it works. Yeah, it's funny. It seems like no one ever reads the descriptions. Of I know, like literally. Any pages. I read all of them. I think it's fun to read, but I just like reading things and I'm really nosy. So, oh, okay. <laughs> but I say roller coaster because while that was truly awful, uh, I think we said last week that we're doing a HelloFresh promotion. Yeah, I think so. And we've had seven people do it now. One yeah, of them it's was us. Exciting. One of them was us, to be fair. And I think that we could also have Robert do it too, rather than just me. So that will be eight. But it's so exciting. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And we're definitely going to keep it going. So check out, I put the link in our link tree, which is like on all of our social media, if you guys want to do it. It's basically 16 free meals over the course of six boxes. And you can cancel at any time. So we just did one box and the cheapest one was two meals for two people. And it was only $23. Yeah. So it works out to be like five bucks per person. But it yeah. also is, just so you know, only available for people in the U.S. So. Oh, yes. Yes. We should. I know. It actually sucks how much people from other countries want to support us. And we have to be like, ah, no. <laughs> yeah. Just because I think a lot of our community and also just a lot of the um, like OSRS community in general is like in EU based or UK based. So. Yeah. Someday we'll join you guys. Don't worry. Yeah, but until then. <laughs> until then. Probably for the next you can't like, order Hello Fresh. 20, I think 20 something days, we'll have this sponsorship going and then mm -hmm. we'll probably stop talking about it. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully we'll have more sponsorships in the future too that are like international. Yeah. That'd maybe. be nice. That'd be cool if we can actually get a sponsorship <laughs> for just the podcast itself. Yeah, right? That'd be super cool. Yeah, that'd be pretty crazy. But um, also... Shout out to Robert's sister and brother-in-law, Brittany and Mark. You guys are the best. They didn't do the HelloFresh because they're both vegan. And the vegan the options aren't vegan, but we just gave the cheese ingredients to my sister. Yeah. Uh, and just added our own fake cheese and it was still dank. But uh, they didn't want to order, so they gifted us 10 subs and donated to our page instead. So I wanted to give a shout out. Yeah, that was really, really nice. Yeah, that's what we like. That's what happened before the stream today. It's been a very exciting morning. They did that. And then we found out we had the two more HelloFresh this morning, too. It's been like a really exciting morning for us. Yeah, it's been really nice. It's been so nice. So shout out everyone. And also shout out everyone just watching the stream, even if you're not doing sponsorships, donating, whatever. You're still making us so happy. <laughs> no, yeah. It's funny because like uh like obviously like sometimes people feel like they don't do enough but honestly uh, just like listening or anything like that is like by far enough <laughs> that we're you always, could possibly do we're always so shocked whenever people comment especially like people comment for the first time and we're like what there's another person yeah like for the most and part that, like people like mandy are still around i'm like oh my god yeah exactly for the most part like we know everyone that comments on the videos yeah so whenever we don't it's shocking yeah so whenever there's a new person or anything like that then it, it's always pretty cool yeah it's dope thank you guys so much and yeah shout out to everyone on the stream too because i'm trying to get to partner this year not still need like 10 times the amount of viewers i'm getting but yeah hey, it's okay everyone who watches gets me one step closer to that true true to my 2022 dream yeah i don't think i'll get it this year I, but this i think is i'll quite get close the tangent from well, it's turned into me just being grateful and hype <laughs> <laughs> definitely quite the tangent from asking uh how your progress for your account was this week because i was so excited but how are you doing rover 
Um, pretty good. I mean, I haven't been playing that much RuneScape still. Uh, I actually did log in and do a little bit of stuff here and there. Honestly, not too much or anything very exciting. Mm -hmm. But um, I did log in, but I honestly was planning on playing but i kind of got distracted one i'm gonna like partly blame my friends for <laughs> it's and all their the, fault the others is like completely my fault because i was gonna play and then they started picking up this game called deep rock galactic i actually streamed it yeah the other he day. streamed for me the other day whenever i had to go and pick up my friend yeah i think it's actually a really fun game and also just really fun to play with your friends so i'll like it, you can go check it out on Steam. It has over a hundred thousand reviews, Jeez. with uh, like it being by far majorly positive. And it's it's a really fun and chill game. It's like a really simple game, so you could run it on like cheaper computers if you wanted. But it's yeah. um it's like more or less a point and shooty game. But you go to you're like all dwarves. You and up to three other people are are all dwarves, and you go into other planets. And like are mining resources from these other planets, but all the other planets are inhabited by like bugs and creatures. So Jeez. essentially, if you've ever seen the movie Starship Troopers, where they're just like killing mass amounts of bugs and there's like big ones, small ones, crazy looking ones, and they all have like different niches about them. It's literally that, but you're dwarves and you have to like usually protect like bulldozers and stuff like that. How weird. Yeah. I wasn't really watching his stream that day because I, I was watching the Euphoria finale. <laughs> uh, yeah. it, it's pretty cool because there's like different niches. Like some characters will have like grappling hooks or flamethrowers or like giant like cannons and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. um, the game is really, really fun. I'd recommend getting it if you are interested in those types of games at all, like survival type games a little bit because... I mean, it's not really survival. It's it's like, I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it, but it's yeah. fun. It, it's definitely it's definitely fun, especially if you have friends. And I already have a friend that I play with. And then we had other people that wanted Braggy. to pick it up. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, braggy that that people exist and yes. want to play games with me. Yeah. But <laughs> either <laughs> way, they're popular. It, it was pretty fun. And we got to play a few games. And so I was playing that a lot this week. And then I also didn't realize until like the other day that uh path of exile which is a game kind of like diablo for anyone that's ever played mm -hmm. diablo two or really three it. um it's a pretty fun game and it is very uh very seasonal like it'll come and go with new seasons that have new stuff going on and so i didn't realize but the new season came out and so there's new stuff going on so i nice was playing it quite a bit and uh i always have a good time with that even if it's very like masochistic in the way that it punishes you for <laughs> messing up because i always play a hardcore so once your character mm -hmm. dies it dies forever so it's kind of unfortunate do you want to tell them how you died oh yeah it was really funny one of my characters it wasn't funny to you at the time no not at all so i'm working on my fourth character now because all the others have died but my second one died in a very unfortunate way where i went I was getting a phone call, reached in my pocket to get my phone to deny the call. He's and getting in, like several spam calls that morning. Yeah. And in that time, I died. Like <laughs> I looked really away upset. from the screen for like literally 30 seconds and I died. It was funny because you just heard him say, oh my God, another spam call. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Really unfortunate. Bad timing to get a call. <laughs> it was really bad timing. But um, yeah, either way, that's been pretty good. I guess other like life updates, I guess. I usually don't have life updates that I care to share. But 
this time around, I'm the overshare here. Kind of interesting is me and a bunch of my friends that we all hang out on Discord with. So like the ones I was talking about that I play games with, a lot of them are playing Elden Ring, but we also have a separate real life challenge where we're actually all. It's it's probably something you guys have seen or done in real life where we're all like I guess trying to like lose weight, but over a year long time span and with Wild. like entry money so that there's like an actual like value for if you win and we actually have enough people where if whoever wins will get like five or seven hundred bucks i forgot how they're doing it i was joking with him and telling him to get lipo just spend like five thousand dollars to get three hundred dollars yeah back. it's like oh it was worth it it was all worth it in the end no, <laughs> i yeah. really needed that three hundred dollars so yeah we're working on that and uh this time next year i don't think i'm necessarily like well, I'm definitely overweight. I don't think I'm necessarily like very overweight. I usually live a fairly active lifestyle, but yeah, I um, feel like you're also sorry if you heard my whoops in the background. I accidentally attacked a demon. Someone else is fighting, but uh, I think that Robert's pretty athletic. He's like, he's very strong. Yeah, I would say. Like, well, I used to be a powerlifter, so yeah. Tell him how much you can lift now. Uh, not that much. Okay, really. I haven't lifted in a long time. How much do you think you could lift? You told me the other day, and it was crazy. Oh, um, I told her like after like because I've like have so much experience powerlifting, it's really easy to get back into the flow. So after like a month or so of lifting again, not even very seriously, I was able to go back to like a 500 pound deadlift, which is like, not that much for most people. I think that's kind of a lot, but it's half a thousand pounds. It's a lot less than what I used to be able to lift. So but for a normal person, that's a lot. Yeah, for a normal person, that's probably a lot. So that's what I'm saying. Like, you think because you like way more, you're overweight. And I'm like, you're also just like jacked. <laughs> yeah, but it's funny because it's always like that grass is greener kind of thing where like I've always been bigger and stronger, but I always in my mind like idealize being like thinner and more athletic and more like, a cardio more, rather than strength, more nimble and stuff like that, mm-hmm. other than just like strength because that's obviously been my life forever. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting to think about getting to the other side. So that's kind of what this like little like year long experiment is going to be for me. I yeah. actually don't really even care if I win. It'll just be like kind of interesting just to see how it goes. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to be doing that. I'm still going to like I'll go on walks with him more often, but I'm I can't handle diet culture. It would just stress me out too much. I would literally rather just get lipo than have to do that for a year. Yeah, that sounds awful. Yeah. <laughs> it's worth it for three hundred dollars. Yeah, I guess so. But um, either way, I think that's up it for progress updates on yeah. real life and account well, updates. I was gonna ask, are you still playing Lost Ark? I am playing Lost Ark, but I haven't logged in in this last week. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I have been playing, but uh, you were really into it last week, and now it's kind of become that new game. No, yeah, it's kind of just like um, I think mostly because I don't have anyone to play with. Like, oh, um, really? No, not really. Like I have check on Discord. No, yeah. I I mean, there's definitely obviously places I could find people to play with, but I haven't like found like a group or a guild that I like am really like playing in, with a lot in touch with. You know that I'm like talking mm-hmm. too often about the game. I don't have really anyone else to like bounce ideas off or anything. So I'm pretty much just playing the game like super solo, which is fine, and you can do that. But it just makes it a lot harder to stay like super involved in the game at least for me yeah so um I, I might get back into it pretty soon here because it is having a pretty big update with new like raid bosses and stuff like that oh, that's dope. but the unfortunate part is you do 
you, you would more than likely want to have like a group of like other people to party with for that. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I might pick it up again and hopefully see if I can join like a, a discord for it or like a group for it. But I'm not super concerned with it or like focusing on it at the moment. So, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Do you have any videos planned that you're working on? Uh, I want to yes make a RuneScape no. video, but I don't know what I want to do. Yeah, I kind of <laughs> want to make more RuneScape videos in and I general. I just don't know what to do, though. I literally have a list, but all the ideas I just don't feel like doing right now, you know? Yeah. And I'm already working on two other things, like collab things that I am should also work on more. <laughs> yeah. I do want to work on RuneScape videos over other videos in general right now, but yeah. I just haven't because don't I'm lazy, I guess. <laughs> yeah. It happens. <laughs> it definitely does. But moving on to the um, Masket Rewards. So yeah. this is something we actually talked about last week. For anyone that didn't tune in last week, we, there is an entire blog about the Tomb of Masket Rewards 2.0. So these are all of the changes to the rewards. And there's been quite a bit. But there's also yeah. a lot of feedback over the week. And they decided to change quite a few of the um of the changes to so make it. So you didn't it, listen last week. No worries. Yeah. It's so changed. These, these are going to be changed, and they did make a few things more clear. So we'll be probably going over all of the important ones this time around. Cool. All right. So for the first thing that we're going to be talking about, they had questions about the availability and usability of the uncharged version of the Ward of Elidness. So. For anyone that didn't know, last week they made an announcement saying that they want the base version of the ward uh, equipable straight away from the raid itself. And then you can upgrade it to make it the actual best in slot ward of Elidness. That's the one that is going to be the new best in slot shield for, for Mage, yeah. Mage. So people are wondering why they even added that. And so they said to <laughs> clarify the reason the stats were added to the uncharged version were not to make it viable, but so that it could be used straight away. Awesome. In terms of availability, we've seen comparisons to the Pegasian Crystal and Boots. The drop rate for both the Pegasian Crystal and the Ranger Boots are very far apart, which causes such a disparity in the dis- in the supply and demand. As the Ward and the Sigil will both be very rare items, we don't think it'll pose the same problem, but they'll monitor it closely. So honestly, don't see it as being a big deal that you can equip it right away. I didn't think it was a big deal anyway, because it's not the like the best version of it anyway. Yeah, yeah, I just don't see it as being a problem, honestly. So but let us know if it is and why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you are like a god PvEer and you're like saying this is a big deal, let us know. We don't know anything. <laughs> um, the next one is they're saying some players felt that the option to create the Ward of Elidness through an NPC undervalues the stats required to create it. It does have very high stats required to create it. I think it's like 90 um, smithing, I think, and 90 That's something else. a fair complaint, I feel like. Like you want to build it yourself. Yeah, and so it kind of devalues it if you like need 90 of whatever and then they just are like, or you can go and pay this dude a few million gold, which is like practically nothing and have him do it for you. Yeah. So they said that this is a fair opinion and not only that, they agree. So they're going to be removing the option to ask Abbott Langley to create the charged ward for you. So this is actually a pretty big change. No longer can you actually um, have this made by something else you are going to have to have the requirements for it. But they are saying that because this is such a big change, they want to know what people think about making the charged ward untradeable 
and require players to have the skill requirement to even use it. I feel like that would make it way more like exclusive. I think so as well. Because we're always saying, I know we've talked about many times that they should make more like exclusive things. Yeah. I think this would be pretty cool. And also this makes it so that you wouldn't be able to just like use this for, I think this will have big implications for anyone that's in PVP because then they couldn't just straight up give this to or buy this on their main or on their PVP or, and then have it and have the best in slot mage, even though they're like way far off the requirements. Yeah. And obviously like would okay. never have been able to get it themselves. You changed my mind. Now I think that should be untradeable. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I definitely see it both ways. Like it, it's always nice to be able to trade and get the best in slot stuff. Like because obviously I would never have gotten a scythe. But it'd be nice to use a scythe. Well, also, to be fair, you'd still get the uncharged version at the GE, from what I'm guessing. It's just the charged version. You'd have to get 90 smithing. So it wouldn't even necessarily yeah. be like like your uh, combat. Like, it's hard to get. It would just be you'd have to scale for it. it yeah. But, I mean... Some people hate scaling, though, so... The, the charged version and the uncharged version, I think, is like a pretty big difference. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like you're either using the charged version or or nothing, really. I mean, it's a good reason to get people to go smithing. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Uh, for anyone wondering what the requirements are, it is 90 prayer and 90 smithing, as well as uh, arcane sigil and 10,000 soul runes. So quite oh the requirements. Yeah, I don't have either of those. But yeah. I could boost. You could definitely boost. could boost. You definitely could. I would also like to add before we continue that there's still construction going on across the street from us. Yeah, they're completely so, tearing up and relaying the foundation for a pool. So it's taken them several Absolutely weeks. no reason. It looked fine. I don't know why they're doing this. Yeah, I don't know. But if you hear stuff in the background, they've been on and off doing it all day. So yeah, apologies. If you hear <laughs> saws or jackhammers, like, it is real life saws and jackhammers. Yeah, not just me making noises in the background for yeah. fun. <laughs> Uh, moving on, though, to the next change. So this is for Osmumtin's Fang. This is the large two-handed weapon that you are going to get from the raid, of course. And a lot of people are saying that this is just not a very good weapon or it's just really? too niche. And I think this is kind of my initial impressions as well as it just doesn't seem like as good as the other two-handed weapons. I mean, you're comparing it to, I mean, an SGS or BGS, mm-hmm. which both have extremely good special attacks. Yeah. And so, um, firstly, they like to clarify that the Fang was intended to be a great weapon specifically for this raid. They're going to be adding more high defense NPCs, and when we do, the Fang will really come into its own. Okay. So this is because, like we said, um, this averages out your damage. You can never hit a zero, but you can also never hit the maximum damage. So this just makes it so you'll have a more even amount of damage than ever like hitting really low or really high. Yeah. Basically, the response, my impression is that they're like, it seems niche, but just wait, it won't be soon. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They said that they are going to be adding more high defense monsters in general. Not only that, they are also increasing the attack accuracy from 150 to 175, which is quite that a is big nice. buff, making it one of the highest accuracy weapons in the game, oh, just great. straight up. So this is cool, and like I said, they are going to be adding more high defense enemies, and this is going to be probably one of the better weapons there, ideally. But they're also going to make it so that, um, hopefully this makes it so that the rapier, for example, is still the best choice for low defense targets. So there's still yeah. going to be niches for other weapons. Okay. 
So it's not going to be like the ultimate one. Yeah. And also, in addition to this, they are making it so the uh, they're reducing the cost of the special attack to be 25%. So you can use it four times, which would be really, really nice. That's awesome. Uh, for anyone that doesn't know, the special attack does make it so that you are allowed to hit that top end uh, when normally you wouldn't be able to on your damage range. Four times per thing. That's great. Yeah. yeah that does seem pretty nice. It's not huge, but it would be a light, nice little bit more damage yeah. if it if you do get lucky. Definitely. Um, for the next one, this is actually probably the most divisive of all the items that they uh, were planning on implementing. And this is the stat renewal potion. People are saying that it's too niche to be useful. And I generally would agree. There's almost no place I could imagine using this and thinking it's a good idea. I mean, okay, to be honest, stuff that's like too niche where I'm like, I don't know where I'd use this. I don't care if they just add that to the game because someone's going to really enjoy it. Yeah. Well, luckily for <laughs> you, Jagex thinks the same because yeah. while they've gathered a lot of negative feedback, um, they are still going to be introducing it into the game because mm -hmm. they actually have a pretty good reason because they have been for a while planning on and trying to implement an overload style potion oh. to the main game. And this is going to be one of the components. Okay. So they're saying, while it doesn't look good right now, just wait and see because it'll be worth it in the future. Yeah. Stuff like that, like, someone's going to enjoy it. So why not just add it? Because it doesn't hurt regular players who are not going to use it if it's added, you know? Yeah. I think I feel that way with a lot of the polling stuff in this game. I'm like, if it wouldn't hurt you to have it added, why does it matter? <laughs> True. I guess so. <laughs> but I mean, everything kind of does affect each other in this game. Like Unless, they'll affect potion prices and stuff. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It would, it would definitely affect potion prices and herb prices and just uh, everything, really. Mm -hmm. So everything is really connected in this game, so it does make sense. I'm just too chill about things. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for the next, this is the second to last point. They are talking about the Pharaoh's Scepter, which is going to be the new way to teleport to the new raid. A lot, of, a lot of people are concerned that this is going to exacerbate the botting problem, which, of course, is such a problem, especially at places like Pyramid Plunder, a very easy minigame. Mm -hmm. And um, obviously, the uh, Pharaoh Scepter is the main thing people are hunting for there. Yeah. But um, after speaking with their anti-cheating team, which for some reason they call ACT, um, <laughs> they've included the changes that they made last year, and a lot of them are actually not concerned. They're saying that oh, a lot of these changes um, did effectively what they wanted to do, but they do go on to say that um, also having an item that teleports you to all other pyramids in the Caribbean Desert but leaves out this one would be just kind of weird. <laughs> True. Yeah. So um, hopefully, I mean, they actually did fix it to my eyes. I mean, there just seems like there's more bots every day. But um, I know sometimes there are ban waves and that's when it's really noticeable that there are less bots. But I mean, over time, they just come back and it just seems like it never goes away. As everyone knows, I'm very indifferent to the bot situation. Yeah. I don't even notice. Yeah, as you can tell. <laughs> so for the final thing is another really interesting point for the Pharaoh Scepter. I actually think this would be probably a really cool change. So for as it stands right now, the Pharaoh Scepter by default has only three charges. And then you have to go through the Pyramid Plunder in order to recharge it, which is kind of a hassle. Weird. So there's a lot of people were raising the question like, hey, this is a pretty clunky mechanic having to run back and you can't do it unless you are fully out of charges. So this, that's frustrating. You can't just keep it topped off. Yeah. So this means that you'd probably to be efficient would have multiple of the 
uh, Pharaoh's Scepter mm-hmm. just so that you could like easily swap them out and then go recharge them whenever you have a, like a chance to do so. Yeah, that's pretty frustrating. But what they're saying is that they completely agree. And with the scepter as it is, you would have a maximum of eight teleports to the raid. And then you have to go through Pyramid Plunder to recharge it, which you can't do until it's all the way completed like or depleted, like we just said. (laughs) It feels extremely counterproductive, and we're looking at making a few tweaks. Firstly, we'd like to increase the number of charges as the or that the scepter holds, depending on which desert diary you have. And they're not thinking about changing it by a little bit. This is a massive change i love that they're doing more stuff for the diaries too yeah me too i love getting stuff added to the diaries because the diaries are kind of a a big accomplishment for a lot of people they're i feel like they're the biggest accomplishment i've made in this game thus far and maybe ever yeah (laughs) so for no diaries it'll be the standard three teleports but with easy it automatically will shoot straight up to 10 teleports that's huge compared to what it is already yeah medium 25 teleports hard 50 teleports (laughs) And elites will be 100 teleports. Oh, heck yeah, dude. Meaning you will not really have to um, charge your staff very often at all. Yeah. I mean, you might need to every once in a while, but if you have two of these, it's going to be like no problem at all. That means if I get another specter, if I get another, how do I say this word? I don't know what word you're talking about. Scepter. That word. Wow. I'm, I've been doing so much of Baron Spectres, okay? okay. I was, all I could think of was Spectre. That means if I got another one from Pyramid of Plunder, I wouldn't sell it and I'd actually keep it this time. Yeah. But- I'm so glad I bought one yesterday for a clue scroll because I bet they got more expensive today. Oh, they went up a lot. I should have waited to sell it. Yeah. But hey. But what also, not, if that wasn't enough, this other change would make it even better you would be able to recharge your scepter at any time, regardless of how many charges you have left. Thank goodness. That's great. Yeah. Because I didn't see any need to keep it before whenever I got it. I was like, okay, you get like barely any charges. What's the point? Yeah. (laughs) And also they are planning to make it so that the uncharged version of the scepter was tradable and any version with charges would act more like a Xerix talisman. You'll be manual. You'll be able to manually uncharge the scepter at any time, making it tradable once more. Perfect. So, yeah, overall, I think a lot of these changes are really cool and uh, a lot more fleshed out than they were previously. And I think a lot of these concerns were very valid. And I'm glad that they saw that as well. These are great changes. When Do they already change this? No. These okay, are, this is just stuff they're talking about. A lot of these, well, all of these are subject to change. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, if you still have more concerns, let them know and give them feedback through the proper avenues. And uh, yeah, hopefully they'll see those and actually work on it. Great. Yep. So as far as the actual update goes this week, like I said, we have some huge GIM improvements. Yay! Also, a different improvement is if you go to the OSRS webpage and the website, you'll actually see a direct link to RuneLight now. Wow. This is a really big change because not only does that mean that um, I mean, them working with Adam at RuneLight is going really well. But not only that, they want to minimize how many phishing scams are happening with RuneLight, which is actually a pretty big problem. Yeah, if you search RuneLight, I'm pretty sure some of the top results are fake websites. Yeah, so it is actually a really big deal. So RuneLight.net is the proper website. But if you don't feel comfortable searching that out yourself, you can actually go and get the proper link 
from the OSRS website. I always get so paranoid trying to search it. Like whenever I tell people it, I get so scared I'm gonna send them the wrong link. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's actually a really common thing for people to get scammed like this because obviously it looks just like RuneLight, but you'll input your data and your account will get hacked immediately. Yep. So um, it's a really big deal that this is um, being pushed to the forefront and now everyone is you know, on the up and up on the correct actual website. That's great. All right, so for the other changes, starting out with some player-owned houses changes. So everyone's been waiting for this, and I'm actually so excited. Group Iron players can now teleport directly to their teammates' player-owned house via the Teleport to House spell in the standard spellbook. Yeah, Huge. that's pretty awesome. So it says right-click in the spell, present two new options, group choose and group previous. The first option will bring up an interface where you can choose whose house to visit, and the second one will teleport you to the previous house visited. But the following requirements must be met. The owner of the house is on the same world as the teleporter. The owner isn't in build mode. The teleporter meets the requirements to access the relevant player-owned house portal. So I'm assuming that means you just have to have construction unlocked. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Though I do wish that you didn't have to be in the same world and they could be like offline and stuff. Uh, Yeah, keep reading. <gasps> in addition, all players can now enter player-owned houses while the owner isn't home. The owner must have the house unlocked without the private setting enabled. They must also be friends with the visitor. Yeah, so it's not quite them being offline, but it's nice that they don't have to be your guide there, essentially. Yeah. I thought I was misunderstanding and you could be offline. No, no. <laughs> it, but it is nice. It's, it's, it's a step almost, in the right direction. Yeah, it's almost there. I think eventually they'll add the offline too, honestly. Yeah, for group. the only problem is obviously if you think about it in like coding. Well, that's what I was saying. They have to figure out the like coding. Because I mean, you have to think about like usually it's pulling the data connected to that particular character. But if that particular character is not on, then that means that they have to store that data so that other people can access it. And then you have to like deal with dependencies and stuff like that. So it could definitely easily get pretty messy. Yeah, it'd be a little hard to figure that out. Yeah. So it does seem like it'll take quite a bit of work to, to get there, you know, but to I where we actually want to be. But yeah, hopefully that does come around sooner than later. Definitely. Up next, uh, group iron players can now increase their group storage space by completing specific tasks. Yeah, that's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, I'm excited about this. The the for anyone that doesn't know, the GIM shared storage is only 80 slots, so it's actually really really small. I was really, gonna really be sarcastic, like, it's only like 50, and I was not that far off yeah, from the real amount. Yeah, it's actually only 80. It's ridiculous. So whenever like we were on the group, whenever we were playing it more, Robert was always like. Be careful not to put too much stuff in the group. <laughs> yeah, because early on, obviously, a lot of people are doing the similar quests, and they just take a, they have a lot of stuff that you need for the quest. Yeah. So it's easy to hit that eighty uh, item mark, and we've done it already a couple times. And neither none of us are really high level. Really it's ridiculous. I'm glad that they're doing this. Yeah. So it says a new button has been added to the group storage interface in the group settings menu. Clicking it will open a new interface with a list of tasks you can undertake to expand the size of the group storage. They will be tracked across the group and will only unlock once the player has access to the group storage after completing a task. And a lot of these are pretty easy. I'm awesome. glad they added them and they're not like really crazy Do raid hard. solo. <laughs> yeah, they're not like 100 challenge mode chambers of Zeric. Right. By it's not, it's not combat achievements. It's just for storage. No, yeah. A lot of these are very doable and stuff that you'll find along your way just playing the game naturally. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and read the full list of tasks. Equip a rune plate body. Equip a pair of stronghold security boots. Achieve a 99 in a certain type of skill. Achieve a certain amount of quest points. Achieve a certain combat level. Achieve a certain total level. Complete all of a certain type of achievement diaries. And complete all a certain tier of combat achievements. And when yeah. I say like a certain type, it like scales. Yeah. So it'll be like if your combat's 
probably like 100, 110, stuff like that. You'll get more yeah. storage as you go. Yeah, so it even shows uh, separately. So for the quest points, for example, it'll reward you more space at 50, 100, 150, and 200. Yeah. And same thing for the achievements. Um, it'll give you more at easy, all easies done, all mediums, hards, mm -hmm. and elites done. Doesn't say on here how much storage is going to become available. Though. It doesn't. I if I had to guess, per additional one, it's going to be either four or eight. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing it'll be probably four, just because they don't want it to be a massive storage. But uh, I mean, you can check right now because it's in the game. Storage. But um, I'm I can't not unlock that many right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think we can. We can unlock a lot because um, I mean, I think I think do, do we have anyone with ninety nines? I don't think so. Okay. Well, either way, we have people with the room plate body, mm -hmm. the boots, the, uh, I mean, we have a lot of quest points, combat level, total True. level. Uh, I, the we'll only thing should I, unlock a bit. Yeah, we, we have a, quite a few uh, already done, and we haven't played that we much. We all have the easy already done. Yeah, I think if you play for a month, you can at least get one of each different type done. Not the 99, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even definitely multiple of each if you're looking at the quest points or the combat level. Yeah. Okay, cool. Next up is Escape Crystals. Versix Crystal Shards have been renamed Escape Crystal. Players can buy them from the mysterious stranger outside the Theater of Blood and from Rick in the Wizard's Tower for 75,000 gold each. After speaking to Rick and opening the buy menu once, you can right-click him to access the menu again quickly. So the Escape Crystals have two functions. You can activate them to instantly teleport away from dangerous situations. If you have allowed other players to teleport you out of dangerous areas, they can use their crystal to send you away. This consumes both players' crystals. To toggle this, right-click the crystal and press toggle. The option is turned off by default. Yeah, so nice. it's a pretty good, pretty good option. I mean, obviously, if you disconnect in the middle of, you know, doing any bosses, which and has you're... literally happened to me in raids before. Yeah, I mean, more importantly, this is for anyone that's a hardcore in theater because it's wow. not a safe death. Yep. So, I mean, if you disconnect while on, I don't know, Verzik, then. I mean, you'll you'll know pretty fast whenever you're talking to your friend, like, yo, why aren't you moving? They don't mm -hmm. say anything. Then you can just like immediately get them out of there. So hopefully they don't die, because even if you disconnect, your character still stays in the game for a little bit of time. Yeah. Uh, so it's only going to work in the following areas. Pest Control, Inferno, Tazar, Ket Rex Challenges, which is the sixth chat challenge. Chambers of Zarek, Theater of Blood and Barbarian Assault. Yep. Barbarian Assault's a little unnecessary, but OK. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I guess in but... the last one, it could be annoying if you're just trying to kill the queen. Someone keeps dying over and over. Yeah, I mean, you, you <laughs> definitely could die in in uh, Barbarian Assault. I mean, it it's happens happened. all the time. So. <laughs> True. And then it mentions the Ring of Life. So it says the Ring of Life's effect shared by the Max Cape, Defense Skill Cape, and Trim Defense Skill Cape now works in the following areas for Hardcore Group Ironmen. Fight Caves, Fragment of Saren, Galvic, Glof, Glof, Glau. I, think, I don't know. The gnome I dude just, from Dragon Slayer 2. Gloff. Inferno, Night Waves, Maid Training Arena, Nightmare Zone, and Pest Control. Yeah. So I didn't know it didn't work there. That's interesting. Yeah. It's just pretty nice that um makes it a little bit safer in all these places to be a hardcore. Yeah. Or if you just hate dying like me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there is quite an extensive looking write-up update for um, death piles and how they work for UIMs specifically. Mm -hmm. And it's just making it so that hopefully it'll make it, um, it'll make it so that your items are saved to the player save rather than the world's save. So it essentially will work the way that they uh, talked about in December, where if you log off 
or get disconnected and die, then it won't count the hour that you're logged off, but rather oh. just the hour that you're logged in. Yeah, I remember this. This will be really nice. Yeah, so th- there is a lot of talk about this, and there's very uh, a specific graph on which items will be at your gravestone, on the ground, untradeable, what happens. So if you are a UIM and this does pertain to you, then I'd go definitely recommend go and checking on this actual update to see you know how important it is to you. For sure. Um, as far as the last update, you want to tell Thing them we've all been dreading how sad uh, dragon chasers are. Uh, the league rankings, you guys. March second, dragon rank forty four thousand points. There's no way they are not maxed by now. I feel like the max has to be like fifty thousand, right? I mean, I thought it was thirty thousand. Every week, I'm convinced that this is the max number. Yeah, it's just actually a hundred thousand. <laughs> yeah, God. Rune, 28,520. Adamant, 15,000. Mithril, 5,280. Steel, 1,655. And iron, 480 points. So I'm stuck in Mithril. Yeah, hopefully if you are uh, close, you get it because the season is winding down. So, I mean, you so don't like, have... like two more weeks left? Yeah, you don't have too much time left. So make sure that if you are really going for Rune or Dragon, you definitely get after it because... It'll be much harder. I'm, I've actually been wanting to play leagues again, but also I want to play my main, so it's annoying. I don't know what to do. Yeah, <laughs> I want to do both. We'll see. I do want to do. I need to do some more leagues rather before it ends because I'm not gonna be able to get the prizes I want if I don't. Yeah, I'm definitely already conceded my defeat. So you need to make your little video about it. Yeah, <laughs> show like five different games looming. <laughs> I know, literally. Not right? even just Lost Ark anymore. Just like a several games. Just all the games. <laughs> Well, that's going to be about it for the update this week, but we do still have the Gilner Gazette to cover, which yes. does have some really good information in it. Cool. So it says February is the shortest month of the year, but we packed it with some great updates, including Land of the Goblins, Wilderness Changes, and our ninth birthday event. We're super it's been excited. A good month. Yeah, I think it's been a pretty chill month, honestly. Yeah. We're super excited about what's to come over the next few months. Our teams are now all hands on deck, working hard to deliver you all the new content we promised in December. So without further ado, let's get stuck in. Nice. So, of course, like we just mentioned, Leagues 3 Shattered Relics is almost time to close the curtain on Leagues 3. But thanks to your feedback, we already have some great ideas for next time. This month, we also revealed the awesome Shattered Relics medals, which will be going out to certain players fairly soon. That's going to be exciting. Yeah. wonder how many I'm going to get. I know. I think I might just... Get all the gold. They might charge me extra for how heavy the box is going to be. <laughs> they also have, of course, the new client features and the Android open beta. So again, if you are playing on Android and like a tablet or something like that, if that's your go-to, maybe hop into the beta and check out the blog post to see how to do that. Okay, I don't know if it's through Android, but shout out Junkle who said that the mobile has been really nice lately with the changes. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure it's I'm like, a huge We don't huge know upgrade. much mobile players. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's a huge upgrade for mobile players. Yeah, definitely. Um, of course, we saw Land of the Goblins last fe- uh, February. We saw the release Ooh, of the... quest, everyone. Everyone do it. Yeah, I know, right? For the penultimate quest the, in the Dorgishan quest line, which finally let us all equip the ultimate fashion shape accessory Goblin mail. Wish we could equip it while humans. I wish <laughs> yeah. it looked like uncomfortably small on us and gave us like muffin tops and stuff. Yeah, like <laughs> gave you like negative 20 defense or something. I know. Yeah. You can barely move, but you're wearing it. <laughs> yeah. 
But uh, this has spurred a lot of interest in conversations about porting other quests over. So keep on scrolling because there's actually quite a bit of information for that. But they do have the roadmap here yet again for all the upcoming content. And it's really cool because there is quite a few exciting things happening very soon. And even this month, because this month, Team 7 apparently is going to be releasing Guardians of the Rift. The, mi the, the mini, mini game? game. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, so so make sure to check out the roadmap if you do want to see everything that's going to be going on. But they do even have a date they're aiming for being March 23rd hey, for Guardians weeks, of the Rift. Three weeks from now, we could yeah. have it. So that's pretty cool. I mean, that's what they're the aiming for. Escape. Hopefully it comes out at the time. If not, I mean, it's all good as long as it comes out, you know, relatively finished. Or earlier. That'd be nice. That day or earlier. I only. highly doubt it, but yeah, <laughs> hopefully. They're also planning on adding a uh, agility shortcut. Um, hopefully getting you access to the True Blood Altar. Aye. So the True Blood Altar is an addition to the Mayor Ditch Laboratories. And so they're planning on adding not one, but two different shortcuts to get you there a little bit faster. Nice. So um, this is going to be under the uh, the pub in Canifis. This is going to be, what's the name of the pub again? I always forget, like dog. This is called, or yeah, Hair of the Dog Pub in oh, Canada. Well, it had dog in it. Yeah, it says they'd like to propose two shortcuts. One requiring seventy-four agility, which will make, uh, yeah, which will make blood rune crafting XP rates viable, but not amazing. We'd then like to propose a second shortcut, which can be found in a tunnel below the Hair of the Dog Pub in Canada. This second shortcut would require ninety-three <gasps> agility. <gasps> And 78 mining as a one-time requirement to open the shortcut. I hate when there's new stuff getting added that I can't do. <laughs> yeah, you could boost it, though. It doesn't say it's not boostable. I can't and it's boost a one that high. I'm only 86. Okay, well, I mean, get to the next level. Level up, fool. <laughs> <laughs> We'd also like to propose allowing access to the true blood altar through the abyss so that there are multiple viable methods to craft blood runes to suit a range of skills, account builds, and playstyles. Yeah, why not? Here's what it would look like. And so they have a little map showing the level 74 require requirement shortcut and also the much better looking 93 agility requirement for the shortcut. Dang. It's great. Yeah. Either way, it says based on their testing, the 93 agility shortcut would be the most viable method, followed by the abyss, followed by the 74 agility shortcut. The difference between the abyss and the 93 agility shortcut is slight increase while using the achievement diary cape to speed it up. Oh, so, cool. Yeah. So pretty cool. I don't know if I'll use it unless it's like by far the best method, mm -hmm. just because it doesn't really seem worth it. And the, the minigame is going to be coming out too. True, but so, the minigame won't be great XP. Yeah, exactly. So it'll be interesting to see how that um, all shakes out. Yeah, I'm excited to see. But as far as another thing that's going to be coming out very soon. Another thing! We have Beneath Curse Sands, the prerequisite to Raids 3. It'll be coming out in April. Heck yeah. So Heck this is yeah. not only going to bring a new quest, but also a very large new area called the Ruins of Ulek. And they have an actual oh outline gosh. of what it'll look like. Yo, it's, it's massive. Right, yeah, it's right next to the Agility Pyramid. And it is very, very large. It's huge. Yeah. So you can check it out over on the Gazette. Make sure if you are interested at all, go head over there. I'm and so I will excited. have links below for anyone that is interested. Of course, if you're watching on YouTube. Because it's going to be at the part where it's just black right now. Yeah, it <gasps> is. And also, even below the Ruins of Alec, they're going to add a new area called the Necropolis. What? <laughs> yeah. 
So oh my God. a lot of stuff is happening, being implemented. So April is going to be a big month. Pretty so cool. So excited. They also have a bunch of new concept art for a lot of these areas for Beneath Curse Sand, all this stuff like that. So if you're interested in getting a sneak peek at what it'll look like early on, then you can check it out over on the actual Gilnor Gazette post. This is exciting. Yeah. Yeah, so for the Tomb of a Mascot, they are working on their third raid, and it's in full swing. They've got working prototypes for the Myriad Challenge you'll face in the raid, and soon they'll be shaping into proper encounters. In other Tomb of a Mascot news, we recently released their revised rewards blog, the one that we actually just talked about. And lastly, they have a quick look at the work in progress art for one of the NPCs you'll be meeting during the tombs. And actually, it looks like a really cool... Uh, character. It looks like a it's my person. future wife, basically. Yeah, She's it's just beautiful. it just looks like a like a girl that's wearing a like, like a, a sarcophagus f- mask. Almost. What's it's, that called? It's a, a pharaoh's headpiece. <laughs> I was just like a sarcophagus. Yeah, it's a pharaoh's headdress with. I don't think that's her actual face. It looks like no, it's not. That's why I was saying it reminds me of a sarcophagus because the it's like gold. Yeah, it looks like a gold or like, like terracotta faceplate. So it looks pretty cool. And the dress, I would wear this in real life. Yeah, the dress does look really cool. It's a um It's like white with like an ombre to red on the yeah, bottom I was say and ombre, it has like cutouts yeah. on the middle. Yeah. I would literally wear this in real life any day. It does look I really want nice. you to find a real version of this dress so I could buy it. <laughs> <laughs> um in other news, they have the PvP arena that we went over the other week, so that's going to be interesting to see how that ends up uh, coming into the game. Mhm. And then they actually have a new player experience on the table that they have been talking about internally. So they're saying that when uh, players return to the game, the first thing to do is figure out what they were up to the last time they played. In a game as large and open as ours, this can take a while. And sometimes (laughs) players might just walk away instead of trying to work it out. Our solution is the player recap, which provides returners with context about what they were doing before they stopped playing. This would include include things like skills trained, quests started, progressed or completed, bosses fought, and equipment earned. I wonder how they'll do that. Yeah, I think it'll just like save all the stuff you did in the last like week or something, and mm-hmm. like, or maybe just like in general. And yeah, maybe that'll be pretty cool. That'll be interesting to see. It would probably be helpful. I just can't imagine how it'll look. Yeah, and they also have other talks about goal setting and discovery so a big part of the game is setting personal goals but it's hard to do when you don't know what's available or relevant to you obviously this is something a lot of new players struggle with we struggled with this i think everyone has to some extent everyone does on and off again and as soon as you reach your goal you're like what next yeah so they have a really good example they're saying fairy rings for example makes it much easier to travel but their importance is hidden away even examining one gives you no clues as to what it actually does oh yeah you could always take a look at the fantastic wiki, but not you have everyone to know... even knows the wiki exists. Exactly. You have to know what you're looking for. That's our goal here to help players understand what they want to do next. I like that. I think this is a really good idea. There's definitely some things in this game that are like secret, secret, secret for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> so they say this could mean more information in the quest journal or a way to filter and sort quests as soon to be added feature that Mod Ed's been showing off. Can't wait for that one. Uh, or perhaps these skill guides should provide more details about upcoming milestones to help players understand what they're unlocking and why it's useful to them. A really niche thing that they should add is, you know, like whenever you improve a skill and it's like, oh, congrats, you're this skill. And it's like, you can now do agility here, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. 
if you're in combat or something, you can't read it and there's no way to bring that back. Yeah. You would yeah. just have to, like, if it's Hunter, for example, there's like 20 different tabs in Hunter. You'd have to go to each tab and look at that level. Yeah, exactly. There should be a way to like click that afterwards. Yeah, I agree. Because like on my GIM, I forget what I can do and I level up and I'm like, oh, shoot. Well, hopefully it wasn't anything cool because I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> especially early on because like once you get to like, uh, like 20 crafting, it's like we know that you can do this like certain crafting like you can make this jewelry or you can do that or like if you talk about oh i wonder how long it takes to actually be able to craft a glory it's like oh you're gonna be here until a really long time yeah so it's like stuff that we know but early on when you're leveling through stuff it's kind of hard to keep up with it especially not common knowledge yeah you can blow through five to ten to twenty levels early on really fast and kind of be stuck in a new area that you don't know what to do definitely uh, they do go on to say that how about a system that pulls together useful upcoming milestones from different skills and quests. You can see at a glance exactly what you have to do to wield the rune pickaxe or use gnome gliders. The key oh. takeaway here is what we want to provide is a more relevant content to players without telling them what to do or taking away their ability to choose their next goal. I Although, like this. Yeah, I know, right? It seems like a pretty obvious thing. This is like... This is kind of like Loki, what I used to do on the wiki. I would go figure out what I want to do and go to like 10 different wiki pages being like, all right, what do I need to do this and this and this and like get the 10 steps I needed to get to my goal. Yeah. It'd be nice if they could just tell you in game and I didn't have to go searching for it. Yeah, because I think it's really obvious to a lot of people. They're like, oh, just go look this up on the wiki. But for a lot of people, it's like you don't know what you don't know. So it's like, how can I look up the best way to do lava runes if I don't even know what lava runes are? I don't know what a binding necklace is. Oh, I have to be members to do this. I didn't know what amulet chemistry was till like two weeks ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like, oh, I need a tiara. Oh, do I just click on the thing? Oh, I need a teleport. I only to just the, learned I need how to make tiaras too. It's like I need a ring of dueling. How do I get those? Oh, I have to I have to enchant them. Or I could just buy them. It's like all this stuff you don't know because you don't know. You know, now I'm realizing how weird it is how much time I have to spend on the wiki when it yeah. should just be like end game. Yeah, it's a lot of time. And <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of research. I'm constantly looking stuff up, especially when I'm streaming too. I'm just like, blah, 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 OSRS. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. My, my filter, my uh, Google just automatically filters by OSRS now. Yeah, I know. It always autofills it. I'm searching yeah. like the most random stuff. I'm like, vegan shampoo. And they're like, OSRS. <laughs> or I'll, I'll look up like um, like pickaxe and it'll like automatically <laughs> on the first suggestion will be like, based on your other searches, we looked up the OSRS version <laughs> of this. But they do um, continue and move on to the next thing, which is going to be the skilling update and community support. So this is pretty exciting. It says that if you recall, the 2022 roadmap promised two projects at the start of the year, community event support and a skilling update, the latter of which we're tackling first. So this is pretty exciting. It always feels great to design a piece of content that makes you wonder why it wasn't already in the game. And we think That's we've done just that. That's the past section right now. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we looked at which skills have the toughest player journeys. As you know, Guardians of the Rift will soon be arriving to help with runecrafting, but we are mining. investigating <laughs> another skill with similar issues. Uh, Ma Dylan is a wizard when it comes to interesting gameplay mechanics. You're a gizzard, Dylan. Yep. And he's concocted something awesome for the update. As part of this, he's also been working on responsive interfaces that scale nicely to different screen sizes. In future, we'd like to roll it out to other interfaces, especially League ones. Cool. As they go on, then they'll leave us with one last clue. And I think this is pretty, this is one sentence, but I think it's really exciting. It says, the skilling update we're working on is called the Giant's Foundry. That's mining then, right? 
A foundry is a mining thing, right? It does sound very mining-esque. Is it just because I want it to be mining that I'm like, this is a mining thing, right? Foundry is mining? No, it definitely sounds very mining-esque, especially okay. Giant's Foundry. There's, It doesn't that really give like me... That sounds like it It doesn't give me any other vibes other than mining. Oh my God, I hope it is. That They're like, that's really right, cool. new fire making everyone. <laughs> I, know, I know. They're like, yeah, that's right. We're, we're working on a second rune crafting. <laughs> I was honestly feeling so confused the more you're reading because you're talking about skilling and then you're like talking about interfaces. And I was like, okay, I feel like we've gone off track here. Go back to the skilling. What about the skilling? So I'm glad we found our way back there in the end. Yeah. And I think that this will be mining and I'm so excited. That'll be really cool because whenever I think of giants, I think of like big stone structures and then foundries are usually where they like refine things. So it I'm sounds hoping like it'd be amazing. that it'll be a really big, cool new mining area. Oh my gosh, I hope so. Maybe a mining mini game where you'll also get like a little bit of bonus smithing experience, which is Ooh, why it's a foundry. I can say no to that. And so I think that'd I be really cool. I swear if it's only smithing when we already I, have If it's just furnace. a new area to mine iron or a new ore, that would kind of suck. I swear. If it's an actual minigame, that would be really cool. I like, feel like it'll be a minigame. Maybe game. you're mining stuff in order to build up giants or something like that. Maybe that's cool. Or I want to... it to be in the giant area in Shazian, you know, that area. It's like one of my favorites, one of the prettiest areas in the game, in my opinion. Oh, I yeah. I would yeah, love yeah. for it to be there. Yeah. If you haven't been to the giant dungeon in Shazian, go check it out. Yeah, maybe that's, maybe it's a foundry because foundries are usually where things are refined and created. Maybe they're making elemental giants, such as the fire giants and stuff like that. And you'll need to mine and deposit new and different um ore if that's what happens that would be amazing yeah so like obviously it. like red ore for the fire giants and stuff like that and you'll need to like infuse it and then foundry is like yeah so that's where you would make like i don't know in like movies if there's like a like a mech foundry that's where they're mm -hmm. making the parts and building the mechs so i think that would be pretty cool if you're like building giants from scratch that sounds like a crafting thing too yeah we'll see i don't know that'd, really that'd be really cool i hope it's mining <laughs> yeah uh, the next thing they move on to is going to be the Dead Man rerun. Which, oh my god, uh, they haven't done that yet? Yeah. So this is pretty so funny. If you guys remember 17 months ago. <laughs> that this is still going on, but uh, apparently they've been working on their DDoS protection, which is pretty cool. Thank god. And they have currently closed up some other vulnerabilities and now are focusing solely on anti-DDoS protection they need for the rerun. It's expected to be completed in March, and the next step after that is going to be to organize a beta to ensure everything runs well. So hopefully, fingers crossed, it'll happen shortly after March, but we'll have to wait and see. It's so funny. We're not going to have to wait that long to get our next Deadman mode by the time we get this. Yeah, this is honestly not going to be a rerun. It's just going to be like Deadman again. It's finally Deadman mode again. <laughs> yeah. Um, finishing this all off, we have Pole 76, which has been wrapped up and everything passed. You can expect changes to Elite Clue Scrolls, Pet Insurance, Combat Achievements, and much more. So make sure to check out everything that was in the blog because, like we said, all of it passed. Add it now. <laughs> <laughs> so we can finish off this uh, Gilnor Gazette by talking about some of the quests that they are thinking of porting over. And this is actually some really big news. Oh my gosh, not to give it away too much, but some of these quests, while you don't likely know them unless you've played since 2007, a lot of these are some of the most well-renowned quests that have ever entered the game. That's the thing that everyone says is 
while RuneScape 3, people don't like it, the quests are insane. Yeah. Everyone talks about how good the quests are. So, oh my gosh. I can't wait. Yeah. So, the first quest is going to be the Path of Glofry. And this is an experience level quest continuing the gnome storyline. It says it was released in 2007. Yeah. A Why? Lot of these re- <laughs> almost all these it. released were before 2011. Why did they not add it? I don't know. It's so weird. The next one is going to be the Chosen Commander, which is an experience level finale to the Dorgashen <gasps> storyline. Oh my god! I feel like they have to add that now. Oh yeah, they have to. Uh, this one is the Defender of Varrock, which is a continuation of the Majorat storyline. And both of these are experienced tiers. And, or this is an experienced tier. And the Curse of Arav, which would also be coming out, was a master tier quest. Whoa. The next one is going to be Rocking Out as well as the Clockwork Syringe storyline. So these are both Master Tier quests, and they continue the Pirate storyline. Oh, Master Tier Pirate storyline. Yeah. Yo. Uh, this one, next one is the Forgiveness of a Chaos Dwarf. So this is two Master Tier quests that and continue... And King of the Dwarves, you didn't say that. Oh, and King <laughs> of the Dwarves. And both of these are Master Tier quests that continue the Red Axe storyline. So that seems yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, they're like, they ended, they're like, the red axe is a little suspicious, the end. Yeah. <laughs> and then you like drugged and you can't remember anything? Yeah, pretty much. Oh my God. Uh, this one is probably one of the more recognizable ones because apparently it has an extremely tough boss fight in it and it's called oh, Nomad's no. Requiem. Oh no, we don't need no more bosses. Do this the, is do a the experience. Grandmaster no, quest. We don't need any more Grandmaster. <laughs> We're good. Yeah. So this is supposed to be a really tough one. And it's supposed to go uh, really well with Soul Wars. So hopefully that comes out as well. Mm-hmm. And also, obviously, like I said, has one of the most iconic boss fights because of how difficult it was. Why would you tell me this? Now I'm tainted and I'm scared. And the last one, which is probably the most exciting one, is Wild Guthix Sleeps. Ooh. So this is considered one of the greatest quests to ever be released in all of RuneScape. Oh my and it came out in 2008. This Bruh, is a like, grandmaster Bruh, 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 quest. 14 years ago. Yeah. 14 years ago. The greatest and quest came out and they still haven't given it to us. It is part of the Majorat storyline. I can't. <laughs> yeah. So this would be the, I don't know if it's the ultimate quest or the finale, but it is part of the Path of Glofry and the Defender of Varrock questline with the Majorat. And they'd be able to unlock all of this and backport everything, including while Guthic sleeps. So hopefully that does go through. Please add all the quests ever is my opinion. Yeah. I want to have every quest that RuneScape 3 has because I've heard that they have some amazing quest lines. Yeah, I agree. And they do say that they would need to rethink a lot of the elements about all of these quests because a lot of them do involve summoning, which of course we don't have in OSRS. Add summoning to OSRS. Hot take of the century. No, I don't want OSRS to have summoning. I don't know what summoning even is. Uh, Summoning was one of the, the more busted skills. Oh in the game and just made a lot of stuff um really easy (laughs) i mean they kind of already have dungeoneering it's uh like what's it called uh what's the what's the boss make it a skill (laughs) you know like there's there's definitely bosses that are very similar to how dungeoneering used to be the fun thing about me shouting out these skills my name is i don't know any of them do okay (laughs) i just like their names i just know they exist i just like skills uh, in conclusion, though, we're keen to hear your thoughts. Is quest backporting a direction you'd like to go in? What do you think of the quests we've selected? Although there are other pieces of content from that period, like Dungeoneering, which we hey. spent, which we've seen plenty of discussions around, we have no current plans to add anything outside of quests. Hey. As always, you can share your thoughts with us on social media. 
but we've also put together a quick survey to gather your opinions, oh, and you cool. can find it here. Easy peasy. Yeah. So that's going to be about it from the Gillenor Gazette and from this week's episode. We are going to finish with a couple Q&As, but overall, I think a lot of these ideas are really cool. I'm really excited to It would see be what nice happens. to see at least a couple of these added. And uh, uh, every single one of them, please. Done in the true OSRS way. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. But uh, as far as questions go, what do we have? Yeah. So first question is Matt. Shout out Matt. So Matt asked, well, actually, Matt gave us a hypothetical. A new fairy quest has a reward of a private fairy ring only you can see and use. You can also choose the location. Once chosen, it can only be moved via a hundred million bell. Bell, she says. I've been playing on Animal Crossing. Gold. That's a lot of bells. Payment, I know. To DCFRTS, the Department of the Creation of Fairy Rings and Other Transportation Services. Also, side note, he made up this acronym and I love it. And I actually had to like look it up and be like, this isn't what it's really called, right? Because it sounded so legit to me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he said, I would put mine in the middle of Castle Wars so I could steal the flag and teleport out, ruining the game for everyone. Okay. But then he had said, in all seriousness, he'd put his three squares above the runite ore, the lava maze. It would serve as a good way to teleport in, mine it, then leave while I wait for it to respawn. Also, if there's a PvP or I can escape. True. I thought that was a really good one. What do you think? Um, Honestly, I don't have too many spots that I'd want to go to that are like hard to get to. It'd probably be somewhere like kind of dumb, like Brutal Black Dragons or... That's I mean, right next to a teleport. Yeah, it kind of is. <laughs> or if I, I don't know, if I had to choose somewhere that would probably be actually useful, maybe it'd be like right next to the Fountain of Rune in Deep Wilderness. That one should be nice. There's not really any teleports next to it. No, there's there's not, obviously, because it's be Deep Wildy. But uh, yeah, and it'd be a way to get out of Deep Wildy because that's, I think, 50 Wilderness at that point. Mm -hmm. And also, I could use it as a way to make money if I really wanted to, charging Amulets of Glory. Yeah, that sounds nice. I like that one. Yeah, I, I mean, there's probably a definitely definitely a better place that I actually would use. I mean, yours is a lot better than my answer. I just haven't thought too much about it. I was thinking a lot about it, but the problem is I'm trying to think of areas I don't go to, like or that I struggle to get to, so yeah. I'm not going to think of them. <laughs> yeah, all but the bosses that I would want to go to are like you can get them fairly. All easy. the raids, nightmare, which is pretty annoying. Nightmare is actually annoying to get to. It is unless you get the um, the tome that modifies it. That then makes it really easy to get to. But it'll take a while to get that. Yeah, so that would maybe be my second one. Well, I really like the wilderness idea that you had. I was trying to think of wilderness ones, but I couldn't think of where exactly. I like that one. Mine is the most niche thing ever, okay? Okay. Only because whenever I have to go here for Clue Scrolls, it's an absolute nightmare. I've only had to do it like three times ever. Okay. And it's made such an impression. That's my answer. The Tarn's Lair. You have to go to a oh. very specific part of it for yeah. the Clue Scroll. I have to watch a YouTube video every time I do it. And sometimes I watch a YouTube video and I still get lost and can't get there. Yeah, that's funny. It's I would just skip that. Yeah, no. Uh, so I would choose that because I hate it so much. It's the worst getting there. Okay. It and the, no the teleport doesn't take you to where you need to go? Um, No. Okay. Yeah, the, the Slayer Ring one, it takes you somewhere else. Oh, okay, yeah. weird. It takes you to the lair, but you have to go to a specific room. Yeah. Which is about being said in a way. It actually, I think it doesn't work if you use the Slayer Ring because it then it just like messes up the whole thing. I don't know. That's weird. It's an annoying thing. But anyway, thank you for the question, Matt. Our next question is from Cool Nate from Discord. Here's a fun one. What monster have you camped the longest and how long and why? I okay. know your answer. Yeah, I, I feel like I have two answers though. Okay. 
because the one that I've camped the longest is probably Virewatch Sentinels. I've been there for many, many hours and I've killed nearly 30,000 at this point. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I guess the correct answer would be that. But I think the real answer for me would be Vorkath. Oh, because you played some more Vorkath. <laughs> I've spent a... I don't know if equal, but I've spent a very large amount of time there because I have, I think, like 1,500 KC or something like that, which, I mean, is less time than Virewatch, but I feel like more active time. Yeah, you can't AFK Vorkath. <laughs> yeah. So I would probably say those two are by far the top answers for me. I was going to answer very similarly, actually. I also have two. One's probably more correct, and one's the one that I feel like it, you know? Okay. So the one that I'm pretty sure I've spent the most time at, not by choice, is Bear Inspectors. Oh, wait, we have to answer why, too. Yeah. Um, I think looking at that one, like, log thing, I have, like, well over 6,000 inspectors. Because I like to hang out in Corind. so whenever I get Slayer tasks, I take forever to do specters because I want to get totem pieces. Okay. That's why I do it for Slayer and for Totem Pieces. My other answer is going to be Zolcano because I've spent a lot of time at Zolcano. Yeah, I think that's by, I think that's definitely your highest. It's not my highest boss count technically, but I think I've spent more time there than other bosses. Y yeah. Because some of the games are really slow. No, yeah. Not really slow, but slower. But, I, uh, I agree. And Zolcano is truly because I just love it. I just think it's so much fun. I think it's really, really fun. And I'm I, obviously I'm hoping to get a pet in like the drop that's worth like five mil or something. But yeah, the tool seed. Yeah, the tool seed. But in the meantime, I just think it's great. I like playing it a lot. That and Barbarian Assault are like my go to little mini games. That's cool. Yeah. Why did you have a why for Warcraft and Firewatch? They're both for money, right? <laughs> uh, Yeah. Why? Yeah. It's definitely both for money. <laughs> I mean, definitely by far for money. I've made uh over 200 mil at both of them. So nutty. Uh, yeah, thank you, Cool Nate, for that. Yeah, thanks. Next question is for from Zancudo. This is our last one, right? Yes, this is our last question. So Zancudo asked, what monster slash boss do you think would be the friendliest in real life? Okay. I might have two answers again from what I think will be the friendliest and what I want to be the friendliest. Okay. What I want to be the friendliest, hands down, giant mole. I just want to cuddle with it. Yeah, of course. Like, duh. I want to be like, it's a little baby and it just loves me and I just get to lay next to it. Okay. I guess it'd be my baby. It'd be my really big giant mole baby. <laughs> uh, okay. I need a pet, man. <laughs> I mean, I think the friendliest of like any enemy would just be like any like dog or cat that you can fight. Oh, I was thinking like the gnomes for my other one. The gnomes? the gnomes are always so friendly. Don't you feel awful every time you go and accidentally kill one? No, I feel awful because I one-hit them, not because they're friendly. You're like, oh, what's up? No, bam. <laughs> and they're like, whoa. Yeah, it's, it's usually like an innocent level three I gnome know. woman. Oh, it's brutal. Yeah, I think that they're friendly. Okay. I, I think so. I haven't done this quest in a second. Maybe they were like rude. Yeah, I don't know of all of them, but. They're not all gloss. I feel like probably okay. a cat. <laughs> yeah, a cat would be cute. <laughs> Is there, I don't even know if there's any cats that you can kill, though. You can fight? Yeah, I don't know. I know. You just want a cat. No, I was just saying, like, if I had to guess, I mean, like, some, like a dog or something that you mm -hmm. can fight. But uh, if I had, if I had to say, mostly because it reminds me of the show I used to watch as a kid, I'm going to say um, Dusk and Dawn. What show does that remind you of? The Bosses. Because it reminds me of the Gargoyles show that you used to watch when I was a kid. 
And the gargoyles were actually like really cool. I don't think I watched this. Oh, you didn't watch it? Here, I'll pull it I up. I mean, maybe this is going to unlock something in my memory. Absolutely no way I watched this. All right, cool. <laughs> yeah, so I showed a picture to Michelle, and these gargoyles look exactly like the ones they in the do, game. They do, actually. And they were, like, really cool. They were pretty badass. They would, like, fight enemies and bad guys and stuff like that. And... They were like really like cool in that they would fight enemies, but really nice mm -hmm. to like the the people. They were kind of like like a group of like Batmans and they would like work with the local city. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and they would like fight crime and stuff. Literally so. never heard of this before. That's crazy. Yeah, this, this was like a really just went old under show. my radar. Yeah, it's a really old <laughs> show. So it's not like I don't think they'd be like really nice, like cuddly and stuff like that, but they, they were They'd be friendly. Yeah, they were they were Which definitely is the question. they were definitely really nice. Yeah. So I like that one. That's why. And cause also I think it's kind of niche and people wouldn't guess that uh Dusk and Dawn would be my answer. No, so I think absolutely be not. Yeah. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. Yeah, thank you, Zinkuda, for that yeah, question. Thanks everyone for the questions. Yeah, thank you everyone for listening too. Feel free to ask your own questions. You can ask us anywhere. Our Twitter is BoonbabeOSRS. Instagram, Twitch, YouTube, all that's just boon babe. Yeah, and also a couple of those did come from our Discord, which we have a questions section, so feel free to answer mm -hmm. or ask anything there, whether it be in the game or just real life, or if you want us to not answer it on here at all, just you have a question Yeah, in just general. let us know and say you don't answer this on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, we can... If Otherwise, we will save it. If you're just looking for help, then we can also help you there as well. Definitely. But yeah, what are you going to be working on this week? Uh, this week, I actually have been wanting to do some bossing, so I actually might pick up oh. my main and do some of that and maybe check out some stuff on my GIM. Nice. Besides that, I'm going to probably continue to play a little bit more Path of Exile, mm -hmm. a little bit more um, Deep Rock Galactic, you know, be my best dwarf self. Yeah. And then um, maybe pick up Lost Ark, but not super sure on that. Nice. You have a lot of game plans. Uh, yeah, there's just a lot of games <laughs> going on right now. It's funny that it comes in waves. Are you even a gamer? No. <laughs> what I about you? I think I'm just going to keep working on Slayer and the Skateezo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe Continue eventually you get the claw or something. Hopefully. The claw and the pet. Need them both. Both. And then it's going to suck because then I'm going to go and work on the Abyssal Head, I think. Okay. Ew. Nice. Yeah, I'm not. I don't remember how to do the boss. I'm pretty sure it was easy, but still, ew. Sire is pretty easy if you, especially, or I mean, it's pretty easy regardless, but especially if you have like a bow, a bofa. Which I don't. Yeah. So if great. You, Thank if you, you for have that. A bofa or a twisted bow, I think it's really easy. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you could get the bofa. It's not too expensive. I, I mean, have 50 mil. You, I mean, you have to sell gear for it, yeah. but... Um, I don't really want to sell anything right now. Yeah. Yeah, I'll look into it. I could also just do regular abyssals, or abyssal demons, but it's a 1 out of 6,000 drop. Yeah, true. I mean, it'd be annoying, but you'd you also You don't ninja get, got it from you'd, that. You'd get plenty of whips. I would get a lot of whips. Yeah. I could just AFK there. And you I could. might get totem pieces, too. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So it oh, might be worth it. And you can, like, kind of burst them, which would be decent mage. I probably wouldn't want to burst them, because then it wouldn't be AFK. Yeah, true. Yeah, we'll see. I have... A lot to do for Slayer. <laughs> hopefully I get the Dark Clover next week. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, I think that's about it. Yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you all so much. Yeah, hopefully you all have a great day, and we'll see you all next week. Yeah, talk to you later. Later. Bye. Bye. Meep, meep. Meep, meep.